moderate hearing loss. But how do you know if you fall into this range? We understand and can accommodate your desire to purchase a simple solution, but want you to know how important provider care is for your outcome. Where will you go if something fails? Can you adjust your devices if your hearing loss changes? We have amplified hearing protection and basic OTC devices starting at $399, but we also fit prescriptive hearing aids tailored to your loss, which may ultimately serve you best, and that is our goal. Funding and financing options are available. Visit us at 1273 Coffin Avenue, online at ebahearing.com, check our ad in the Country Bounty, or call 674-8920. That's 674 8920. This is Patrick Sucker with Harker Mellinger LLC. Since 1983, Harker Mellinger has been the leading accounting firm in Sheridan. We are here to help you succeed in your business and provide services which are customized to meet your financial needs and allow you to spend more time managing your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost effective solutions. Harker Mellinger, 672 0785 in Sheridan. Once again, the Wild Theater brings Western matinees back to the big screen. 2 p.m., the Wild features a hand-picked classic Western with a celebrity host. This Sunday, we have the final classic Western hosted by Aaron Linden. It's Dodge City, starring Errol Flynn. The Civil War is over. Armies disbanded. The building of the West begins, and in 1872, the city of Dodge City is ruled by violence and shootings, only made worse by the railroad coming to town. The dispute between the future and the past plays out in an epic race between the train and the stagecoach. Dodge City features one of the greatest saloon fights in any Western movie. A new sheriff's in town and all that wahooing is ordered to halt. Classic Western, sponsored by Jeff Ware and Carmel Timmons, Jim and Angie Navarro, The Neil Ranch, Letterbuck Car Wash, Christine Gemp Love Foundation, True Built Builder, Mickey and Kathy McNichol, Vacutech, Gene and Vicki Sterling, and John and Helen Hisley Family Foundation. At Stiefel, our focus is on you, your needs, and your goals. You won't be plugged into a one-size-fits-all model. This is Jeff Tomlinson, financial advisor and branch manager at Stiefel. We practice a service model where our clients can share their vision and ask questions. Regardless of your situation, our guidance is driven by your investment needs. Call us at 307-672-3434 to talk about your financial goals. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, first, the drive over this morning never really got much above 50 miles an hour. The roads are still pretty nasty out there. Make sure that you're taking enough time to get where you need to be. And, uh, you know, it is the a rule of winter. Make sure that you pump those brakes softly. All right, this morning I am joined by the Mountain West Regional Coordinator, for the Citizens Climate Lobby, Bill Barron. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. Now, uh, for those who don't know, could you tell us what the Citizens Climate Lobby is? Sure. And first of all, thanks so much for having me. Thank and you. And I'd also like to thank Kathy 
Kathy Kent and Julie Reeder from Sheridan who helped support this stop in Sheridan. First of all, I'll just share that this tour that I'm doing for Citizens Climate Lobby is honoring a uh, Citizens Climate Lobby volunteer that passed away last summer, Barb Deschler. She was uh, one of our state coordinators. Um, and what Citizens Climate Lobby is, is it's a volunteer-based organization. Uh, it's focused on uh, building political will for the livable world and having uh, encouraging breakthroughs in individuals' personal and political power. Uh, like I said, we're volunteer-based, so we have about 70 staff supporting about 210,000 supporters across the United States. And we're organized by uh, chapters in all these areas across the country. And what we do is uh, we are working to build political will uh, for bipartisan solutions to help address the uh, warming pollution that's in our atmosphere. And we are focusing in four specific policy areas, permitting reform, building electrification, healthy forests, and carbon pricing. And we do this in a unique way these days, it seems. Uh, we want to have certain values that we carry, uh, but we start by treating everyone with respect, appreciation, and gratitude with a goal to build relationships across the political spectrum. And we do it with these values, focus, optimism, relationships, integrity, personal power, being nonpartisan, and diversity. Now, Bill, what are your duties as the Mountain West Regional Coordinator? Uh, are, are you essentially the individual who looks at a, a yearly schedule and locations, maybe issues that might be pertinent to the area, and then you schedule uh, like meetings with uh, those with political influence, or, or what is it exactly that you do? Thanks, that's a great question. So I first should mention my region is the Mountain West, so I cover Montana, Wyoming, Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, and Nevada. And so I am... Uh, the only staff in the region, and my primary goal is to support volunteers in uh, their advocacy work. Um, we work in five levers of political will, uh, volunteer lobbying, uh, media relations, grassroots, grass tops, and chapter development. So I'm always in contact with my volunteers across the region, trying to help provide the resources they need to do the work that they do in those areas. Um, we also organize a trip to Washington, D.C. It used to be two trips before COVID, um, but uh, we are now down to one. And uh, we go to D.C. and we lobby in person once a year. So I provide support for that. And we also do, uh, such as this tour, this is a week-long tour I'm doing in Wyoming, uh, I do tours in different parts of the region uh, throughout the year to help provide uh, in-person support and help to try to grow our organization all across the region. Bill, what inspired you to take this position? Was there a moment in your life where you looked around at, at the climate situation, where you looked around at the political landscape, 
and said, you know, I need to be involved in that. I can help with this effort. If there was a moment like that, when was that? Well, I, I'd say that turning point for me was I, I worked in the ski industry for a number of years uh, on the ski patrol, and I had amazing experiences working outdoors and love nature and love being outside and, you know, uh, started to see the changes that were happening as far as, you know, the season shortening and more precipitation typically falling as rain rather than snow. And uh, also my daughter who uh, was born, um, really hit home to me that I wanted to try to find a way that I could give back to nature for all that it had given me. And um, I started a nonprofit initially trying to uh, help individuals become more energy efficient and uh, and utilize renewable power. And then I found that, you know, as I learned more, I realized how big this issue is and that there needs to be systemic solutions to these problems. And so I stumbled across Citizens Climate Lobby, uh, and I really liked their values and approach to uh, working on this issue. And it just really fit my nature to, to work in this area. And, you know, I got invited to go to D.C. to lobby way out of my comfort zone to go there. I I thought politicians were bigger than me, and I was very intimidated. And uh, that first lobby meeting I had was really a huge turning point where I realized how important it is for individual citizens to speak for what they believe in and ask for solutions that can help address a problem of this size. Now, there are many critics of climate change. What do you say when someone tells you it isn't happening or it's too late to get anything done about it? We may as well just stay the course. Yeah, those are, those are tough, tough questions. And, um, you know, I think the most important thing is to first, uh, listen and hear what, what they have to say in that area. You know, try to draw out what, where that feeling is coming from. Because I find that if you're able to have that opportunity to listen to people's perspectives, it creates a place to find common ground to start from. And, you know, if you get into a conversation where, you know, someone is saying that they have data that says this and, um, you know, you have different sources that have different data, then, you know, I really feel it's important to try to avoid that, you know, battle over the data because it doesn't really accomplish anything. So I think it's really important to just listen to where people are coming from and then try to work towards finding a common place where uh, for people who are not, uh, do not believe these changes are happening, you know, maybe there's something that you agree on, like, um, you know, forest mitigation uh, can help reduce the effects of uh, forest fires, which are certainly being impacted by fires. Um, and the uh, on the other side, people who lose, who do not believe that, you know, it's worth trying anymore or something to that effect, I like to say that really 
uh, this issue is important enough that I think we need to try to do as best we can, as much as we can, knowing that whatever we can accomplish will only make the future better for my daughter and coming generations. And that uh, I, I want to be on the side of, of doing whatever we can to make the most difference possible. So in, in a sense, you're saying empathy plays a huge part in what you do, listening to uh, other individuals who may not believe this who may not think that this is what's going on outside, but simply getting their point of view and understanding the why of their belief. Exactly. Yeah. Appreciate their position. Try to understand where they're coming from. And, and, you know, I think it helps to understand, you know, what's driving that perspective. Um, And it all comes from ideally having the time to have a conversation and, you know, I mean, we all know if, if you're having a conversation with somebody and somebody's telling you you're wrong, it makes it hard to, to move forward in a conversation. And so really want to try to stay away from that sort of context, but rather, you know, start the conversation and understand people's perspectives, where they are, and move forward from that. Productivity over debate. Yeah, I mean, it, it's about building relationships, I think. And, you know, maybe, like, I, I think of lobby meetings that I ha- was in. You know, I've been involved with Citizens Climate Lobby since 2010. And in those early lobby meetings, you know, it was back when climate denial was pretty consistent. And, you know, we would go into these meetings, and I would walk away thinking, boy, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think really... I made a whole lot of headway on this one. And the reality of it is, is that that builds upon itself. And if you're coming in and you're just wanting to uh, be respectful, start with something that you can appreciate about the people you're meeting with and have these conversations. So that headway doesn't necessarily come in words, but time. And over time, these same offices where these... uh, Situations occurred in, in 2010, for instance, have have changed entirely. And now it's really pivoted to not, you know, whether or not the, cha- the climate is changing, but rather, you know, what, what can we do about it? What are the solutions that uh, we need to work on to um, really address this problem? Realistic solutions that we can all come together and uh, go forward with. And that's something that I really really like there needs to be a center ground that we can all come to and and speak on all right when we come back we will talk about a week-long tour and the climate solutions for wyoming as we continue with mountain west regional coordinator for the citizens climate lobby bill Barron. this is public pulse on 930 kroe 103.9 fm First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Speedway, Sheridan Motorsports Association is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. 
Is Wyoming Corporate Office your one-stop shop for everything you need for your Wyoming-based business, LLC, or corporation formulation? Yes. Service of process and mail forwarding services? Indeed. Fulfill the legal requirements for small businesses based in Wyoming? Absolutely. Wyoming Corporate Office provides the communication between your business and the state so you don't have to. Learn more by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com today. Our paint department is stocked up and ready to go. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. We're excited to help you with your next painting project. We have added the PPG line of paints along with our True Value paint line. This allows you so many new and exciting options for your next project. Whether you need help with customized color matching or choosing the right product, we're here to help. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Okay, it's finally here. The frack is back. Frackleton's open for lunch 11 to 2, dinner 4 to 9, and we're closed on Sundays. You'll be happy to see your favorite Frackleton servers, bartenders, chefs, and kitchen staff. And the whole Frackleton's family are eager to see you, too. Frackleton's is proud of their new look and can hardly wait to hear what you think. Frackleton's fine food and spirits. Sheridan's favorite restaurant, where good food is still good mood. Back in the saddle again on Main Street, downtown Sheridan. Hi, this is Christy Kinghorn with Buffalo Realty, talking about 205 Wallace Creek Road near Buffalo on 40 acres. This four-bedroom, three-bath home is move-in ready, has spectacular views, kitchen has tile floors, granite countertops, open living room has vaulted ceilings with glass doors leading out to the large deck. Master bath includes two vanities and a jet tub plus a separate shower. Call me, Christy Kinghorn of Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. You said I do. Now you need to visit and enter the new Sheridan Media Bridal Preview Sweepstakes on the contest page at SheridanMedia.com. Not only will you find vendors to help make your wedding day even more special, you can register to win over $1,500 worth of prizes. This year's vendors include Sheridan Stationery, EK Jewelers, Once Upon a Story Boutique, Ramada Plaza by Wyndham, Bombshell Catering, Legacy Diamond and Gems, and Solitude Spa at Crossroads Health. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting, and this morning I am joined by phone by the Mountain West Regional Coordinator for the Citizens Climate Lobby, Bill Barron. Now, Bill, you and I, uh, we touched on a tour in the first part of the show. What does this tour entail and where will it take you? Yes, thanks. Uh, I I live in Salt Lake City, and um, like I mentioned, this is a tour in honor of Barb Deschler, who uh, was a volunteer in uh, Wyoming for a number of years. He passed away. And in 2020, just before COVID occurred, I did a tour in Wyoming. And this, this is, a, is a repeat in, in parts of that tour. Uh, to kind of see how the conversation has shifted over these years. I will, first of all, start uh, by having an event, a couple of events in Casper, Wyoming, starting Friday night and Saturday morning. And then I'll head to Sheridan for a presentation um, on Saturday night and a uh, program with Science Kids on Sunday, and then another event 
Monday or excuse me, Sunday morning as well at a uh, local coffee shop. And then I'll head to uh, my next stop will be Powell, where I'll be talking with some college students there, uh, some locals in Cody, Wyoming. And then I travel to uh, Pinedale is my last stop. And so the idea here is to uh, reach out to these towns, have conversations, um, you know, ideally identify people who might be interested in getting more involved with Citizens Climate Lobby. But if, if nothing else, it's about, you know, having those conversations and, and trying to normalize the conversation that has certainly been a uh, hot topic uh, and has kind of become, you know, a bit of a, a political football over the years. And, uh, you know, I think it's just really important to be out there and having these conversations. And you might ask, I, I heard just before I hopped on, you were talking about the drive to work today. And uh, why would I do a tour in February in Wyoming, one might ask. And uh, <laughs> our, our, decision to, <laughs> our decision to do that was, you know, that's uh, when it's beautiful in Wyoming in the, in the better weather, um, you know, people are less likely to want to congregate indoors and have conversations, we felt. And so this seemed like a, a way to, you know, get people into the warmth of a, a home or a uh, public venue and, and have these conversations. So I will be braving the roads of Wyoming before I know it. Now, Bill, we'll, I, I want to just touch on on these events real quick, but I will, I'll, I'll get a news story up for everybody who's interested in attending. I think the the real questions that I have pertain to the debate. The the one thing that, like you said, it's become a political football. And I'm not sure if I can even speak to the fact that this was beneficial to the climate movement or if it was detrimental, uh, that it, it became such a political issue. It gets a lot of support on one side. It gets very little support on the other. Sometimes the perception can be that, uh, you know, they're spending so much time arguing about it that nothing's actually being done. And how can we, the regular everyday citizen, make a difference in something that just seems so large, something that seems so debated? How can we make that difference, Bill? Yeah, again, I think it goes first off to talking to your friends and neighbors and family about the issue. And and I know that can be can be (laughs) difficult at times. Um, But, you know, there's it's I think there's also the importance of communicating your concerns to those who are your uh, political leaders and and to let them know that. But there's also things that are going on that are really um, you know, driving a transition towards cleaner, less polluting uh, energy sources, and that's the economics around it. The the cost of of uh, energy that's created uh, renewable energy is has dropped considerably, um, and and there you know there's a statistic that uh, the the uh, amount of clean energy development just topped over a trillion dollars in the marketplace 
um, while the fossil fuel industry is about the same level. And so what we're seeing is that, you know, the, the, it just makes more economic sense to move towards um, cleaner energy and that whether or not, you know, people like the way it's happening, um, you know, I, I, I mentioned, for instance, the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which was a partisan move, which has a lot of uh, climate provisions in it. And, you know, that it's never good to have something very partisan to, to, um, to you know, get everyone on board. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it has things that create incentives for people to, um, you know, when they get their um, next furnace, they get one that's more efficient or they get one, you know, that has is a heat pump that use, uses less energy. Um, there's, you know, your choices are are assisted by incentives to become, you know, basically a way to, in essence, walk your talk as far as your concern for uh, the the climate is to use more efficient, um, you know, all sorts of uh, more efficient uh, devices and feeding elements to uh, to have an impact, and and those things are. You know, they're in the pipeline, and, and that change is happening. And I think that um, it's whether, you know, whether people like it or not, that transition is is in the works, and the market is going in that direction. And resistance to that um, will make, you know, things more challenging in the long run because it's already in the works, and, and it's happening at a large scale. If everybody did one little thing, I think a large impact could be made. Climate Solutions for Wyoming will take place at uh, the Welcome Market Hall, 841 Broadway Street, on Saturday, February 4th at 6 p.m. Climate Solutions for Wyoming will also take place Sunday, February 5th from 10 to 11 with coffee and conversation, coffee provided. Java Moon, 176 North Main. And, of course, the power of Youth Voices Workshop. This is going to be taking place Sunday, February 5th from 1.30 to 3.30. This is for ages 10 to 13 and interested parents and guardians. Bill, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show and helping us to deliver a message that uh, small changes can make big impacts. Thank you. Thanks so much for the opportunity. And uh, just so everyone knows, if they want to register for this, the youth program, go to sciencekids.org. Fantastic. When we come back, we'll speak with our local Sheridan AARP. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Speedway, Sheridan Motorsports Association is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties 
for choosing Cane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Cane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Cane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. Make your plans now to attend the Bighorn Mountains Annual Mule Deer Foundation Banquet at the Ramada Plaza in Sheridan on February 18th. We'll have numerous firearms, hunting gear, artwork, and other amazing items up for grabs. Buy your tickets and tables online now and check out the early bird special. Just go to muledeer.org slash Wyoming and click on the Sheridan Banquet for more details. Once again, muledeer.org slash Wyoming to get those tickets and tables today for the February 18th Bighorn Mountains Annual Mule Deer Foundation Banquet. This is Logan Bishop with the Best Real Estate Team bringing you the best tip of the week. The Best Team is going live with a brand new website that helps you easily navigate the real estate world. Of course, looking at properties is as easy as ever and might be the main reason you visit our site. But what about if you want to find a great home lender or insurance agency? And maybe you want to know more about Sheridan's community and the resources that Sheridan can offer. All of this can be achieved by visiting our site. So for all of your real estate needs and more, visit our website at bestwy.net or call us at 307-675-BEST. Proudly brokered by EXP. Have you been online to the Sheridan Commercial Company Office Supply website? Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. SheridanCommercial.com will allow you to explore and compare prices with other national brands. We offer delivery or in-store pickup. Over 41,000 items are available by going online at SheridanCommercial.com. That's SheridanCommercial.com. Plus, we carry a line of supplies in our store for your everyday needs. The Sheridan Commercial Company, Office Supply Department at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's, Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of our show this morning, I'm joined by the executive board member, AARP volunteer Clarence Montano. Did I say that correctly? Correct. Fantastic. And Sheridan Community Action Team, AARP volunteer Jerry Edwards. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, morning, Floyd. Now, uh, I know the weather's nasty out there. Jerry, you were talking about a trip. You got uh, to the other side of KC. Couldn't even see. Yeah, last Wednesday, had to run down to Casper first thing in the morning. Actually left when it was still dark, and it was white out for the first hour and a half. Lucky they kept the highway open for me. You know, I'm just hoping that February is a little easier on us than the end of January was, but... uh, Let's just say I'm not keeping my fingers crossed on that one. Yeah. But we could use the moisture. We really could. We, <laughs> yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Very, we very true. In Wyoming, you don't so. complain. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, now, many people know who the AARP are, but for those who don't, can you tell us a little bit about AARP and some of the things that this organization accomplishes for us? Well, we... Uh, we are a uh, community action team that's been developed uh, over the last five years. Uh, AARP in the state of Wyoming has been around for 
quite a few years. Um, we did try to go back a little way and find out where we were at in regard to uh, AARP being in Sheridan County. And the records kind of indicate that we were, we've been here about 50 years. Oh, wow. But our, our particular group, our community action team, has been uh, established about five years ago. Uh, we converted from what we call a chapter to a community action team. There's some, just some logistics that are involved with that. But uh, we have about 20 members. Our community action team uh, is just uh, a group of volunteers that want to get involved, trying to make uh, Sheridan County a uh, more livable place, basically. So. And what got you involved in this, Clarence? When when were you like, you know what, that's the organization that deserves my time? Well, it's a long story, but um, I got involved because my wife was working at uh, the uh, the hub, and uh, she used a lot of volunteers, and she did uh, get some volunteers out of ARP. But I was recruited, um, actually, to help with the food drive. Uh, I advised them that I, who, the person that was trying to recruit me, I advised her I would volunteer if we had things to do. Yeah. And because I didn't want to sit around and be in a meeting all the time and just not do anything. You wanted to take action. I, I wanted to take some action. Yep. Anyway, that's been about seven years ago, actually. Um, but uh, because of a variety of different reasons, uh, I got more involved with it. Um, the uh, food, the food drive was my first project that I got involved with, uh, but we expanded out to a lot of other things, and I'm hoping over time we'll be able to talk a little bit Absolutely. about those. So. Absolutely, yep. and, and Jerry, you and I had a conversation about this a couple of days ago, and that's the community action team and what it does here in Sheridan. I don't think a lot of people know about that, but before we get to that, Jerry, can you tell me what got you involved in AARP? Uh, actually, I retired five years ago and had time on my hands, one of the big factors there. And my wife and I have been friends of Clarence uh, and his wife, Stella. So we got recruited to uh, <laughs> help out uh, on some of these things. And there were some things that were just a lot of fun. We would take a busload of veterans to watch a hockey game. Now, you can't help but have f fun there. Right. It's, it's contagious. Uh, and then the food drive I've been working with ever since I uh, got involved with the uh, AARP community action team uh, is very satisfying to, to feel that we're making a real contribution. There are plenty of people uh, in need in this community. And one of the things AARP does is reach out to the entire community where if we can help feed children so much the better uh, and in working some of our collection sites it's amazing how generous the community is uh, the seniors these are people on a fixed income closest to the need level themselves yet they're generous they fill those baskets and this thing has grown from a few hundred pounds 10 years ago to about a ton of food last year, wow. which is a real accomplishment. The kids out at the Schiffer High School on the Sheridan College campus make a big deal out of this drive uh, at their facility. They make a competition out of it and have fun. 
And uh, we're always appreciative of that. The veterans organizations team up with us. It's one of the things that a community action team does is involve other civic organizations. So the VFW and the American Legion, huge in terms of helping uh, make this drive work and, and bringing in the kind of uh, collections that we need. And a lot of people aren't aware. We put lists out with our drop-off sites that it's not just canned goods. It could be toothpaste, toothbrushes, toilet paper, diapers, uh, soap and shampoo. And uh, so we kind of get the word out uh, so we can fill out the uh, inventories at the Salvation Army, the food, People's Assisted Food Bank. And this year we're donating also to the VOA. Uh, and we just like to fill a variety of their needs as their inventories are down at this time of year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and we keep uh, talking about the food drive. You spoke with Tommy B. a little bit about this on the other station. He put up a great news story. We do have uh, the 8th annual Super Bowl food drive. Super Bowl, spelled like soup. I like that. Uh, it started yesterday, January 30th, so people can start dropping off pair, uh, like food items and, as you said, hygienic items. Uh, Correct. Those are a lot of things that we don't tend to think about, but just as important. Um, so uh, we talked about what you're collecting specifically. Where are these sites? We have a list somewhere. Yes, uh, we two veterans organizations, the American Legion on Brooks and the VFW on Broadway. Uh, also, two businesses have jumped in to help uh, with this, the Luminous Brewery and the Black Tooth Brewery, both on Broadway. Well, those breweries uh, are involved in so much having to do with the community. Yeah, they have uh, things going on all the time. They've got open mic nights and other sort of activities. They're a big part of the community, and they help us reach... A, a demographic that is able to uh, contribute on a, a food drive like this. The 30 and 40-somethings uh, may not be members of AARP, but the, we're all members of the same community. We also have a drop-off site at the YMCA, at the Hub on Smith, and uh, I think I mentioned before the Schiffer Collaborative High School out on the Sheridan College campus. You know, and Clarence, tell me about those kids out at that Schiffer School. I mean, turning this into a competition within their own organization. Who can collect the most? Is that who who co collects the most? Number one, uh, the the event itself is an opportunity. It, it's a contest anyway. You have two uh, collection bins at each location, and you're voting for. Which team you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Okay. Okay. So there's a competition already built in. We will kind of tally up at the end of the drive and see who the community has hoped for. <laughs> I bet that's we'll pretty win, diverse. We'll huh? win the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, it, it, it's we've heard a lot of comments about that. It, 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 it's a good, fun, yeah, competition. But in regard to the Schiffer School. The uh, the students and the instructors have developed some kind of uh, uh, competition amongst themselves as to who's going to collect the most. And uh, the feedback we've gotten is that it has really created a lot of uh, additional donations. We yeah. were very, very surprised that uh, uh, the young students uh, were donating so much. It's great to have them on board with us. So. Oh, absolutely. And it yeah. really gives these kids 
a cause to get involved with that Absolutely. they feel good about. Yes. You know, I mean, feeding someone, that's that's the basics of life right there. Correct. Uh, it's so important. We, uh, we added one um, recipient that's the VOA this year. Uh, we had some discussions with the VOA. They they run a uh, homeless shelter, uh, and they have a food pantry there. So we thought, because they were helping to support the veterans, yeah. we thought we would also support them. Stock, this, stock yeah, that absolutely. food pantry. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the items for our community action team uh, is to support veteran initiatives. Uh, and we try to partner with VOA, the service organizations, as Jerry says, the VA. Uh, so that's that's really important for us to help out the veteran population. So. And, and these are more recent partnerships, aren't, aren't they? Correct. I mean, uh, this is really the the uh, action team taking action. I mean, this is an organization of of individuals who, as as you said, you know, I didn't want to sit around. I wanted to do something. Uh, I, I don't want to be in the meeting room. And so do you feel that, uh, you know, if, if I volunteer for this type of organization, there's going to be plenty for me to do? Oh, yeah. We, uh, first of all, we, we meet once a month. Uh, we meet the third uh, Tuesday of every month at the uh, uh, Downtown Sheridan Association. We meet at 5 o'clock. Like I said, we uh, have about 20-plus volunteers. Wow. We could always use more. Uh, we've developed our schedule for this year. Uh, keep in mind that COVID kind of slowed us down. Mm. But uh, over the last year, approximately a year now, we've been back to normal uh, in regard to activities. So we have a lot of different activities coming up. If I can just mention a few. Please do. Uh, we, uh, AR, ARP's initiatives this year focus on four different areas. Uh, we, we're focusing on the veterans. We're focusing on caregiver services. We uh, provide uh, fraud uh, support and resources. And then we also do things fun with a purpose, basically. Yeah. Um, I like that. Fun in, with a purpose. Fun with a purpose. As Jerry said, we uh, uh, have uh, taken some veterans out to the hockey games. We, a couple of years ago, we had a golf tournament for veterans. Um, we received a, uh, uh, a little feedback from the chief of staff at the VA hospital saying that that was very therapeutic for those veterans that oh, are yeah. in different programs. Um, but like I say, we have four, four focus areas. Uh, the food drive itself has been one of the projects we've been doing for last approximately 10 years. But we have some other things coming up that uh, I, I think we'll be getting some additional publication out there. Uh, we, as part of our uh, fraud, uh, we do a annual, uh, what we call the Shred Fest. Uh, it's really important for a lot of the seniors to have some access to be able to shred some of their personal information, medical records, financial records, those type of things. Uh, we're in the process of trying to get that scheduled for some time in May. Uh, we're going to do it a little differently this year. Um, it, we will go ahead and have it at the uh, um, Sheridan Commercial parking lot. Uh, the date, like I say, we're still working on it. We will do the uh, Shred Fest 
in the morning here, and then we will do one in Buffalo in the afternoon. So, and the one in Buffalo will be at the uh, parking lot for DJ's grocery store. We also, um, the city of Chardon has a community garden. ARP, because of COVID, we have really tried to put some focus on trying to get some some of the seniors out because there's there's still a lot of social isolation. Yeah. And we, last couple of years, we have given away uh, several garden plots. We do have garden plots available again this year. So if someone might be interested in a garden plot at the uh, Sheridan, I mean, uh, Sagebrush Community Garden, please give me a call. My number is 752-1821. So that, that's one area that we will be focusing on again this year. I think as part of kind of a, a uh, part of this food drive, there's a lot of uh, food insecurity in Sheridan, yeah. as as is everywhere basically. But uh, having a uh, community garden, uh, a, a plot, hopefully that would help someone out with a little bit of food insecurity. Absolutely. You know? and, and when I was a little kid, my grandma had a big garden, and I have some pretty fond memories of just walking through her garden with her sure. as she pointed at things. I mean, and, and if you guys are helping to give someone an opportunity. Absolutely. You know, take the grandkid down to the plot and, and plant something. That's amazing. Well, like I said, if, if someone might be interested in the plot, we, we were limited on the plots, but uh, please give me a call. Uh, the other thing that we do, uh, we will be doing a... Uh, uh, movies for grown-ups. Uh, it's similar to, at the YO, it's similar to the uh, the uh, Western movie series that goes on. We try to bring in a movie uh, for grown-ups, basically. Uh, ARP provides a soft drink and a uh, bag of popcorn. It's just a fun Go to the movies. Event. Yeah, exactly. We're in the process of trying to get that set up. Uh, we should have something set up for sometime in April. And then we will also do another one in uh, in the fall sometime. So, you know, Jerry, you guys are doing so many different things. Um, has it always kind of been this way, or is this more of a recent jump in in activities from AARP? Uh, from what I can see, we're we're growing, and each time someone brings a new idea, we talk it over and then latch on to it. The last couple of years, twice a year, we've uh, sponsored emergency preparedness expos where you're talking about any number of semi-catastrophic uh, conditions that could happen from storms to electrical grid blackouts, things like that. And we can disseminate information to the public as well as uh, emergency first aid kits that everyone should be keeping in their car one of the great things about being under the auspices of a nationwide organization like the AARP, they're very generous uh, helping fund some of our activities. And as a go-between between the public and AARP, part of what we do is get the message out of what they're doing uh, nationwide, but especially right here in our community. For instance, they provide tax preparation assistance at the hub, 
any senior for no cost. You don't have to pay uh, professional CPAs, and these people are professional, and they help you do your taxes. That's amazing. So uh, just one more thing, that takes place at the Hub on Smith. The ARP is now doing a driver safety program for the elderly uh, so that they can keep their driver's licenses and just up upgrade their awareness, their level of capability uh, in terms of being out in the world and being able to continue driving. Uh, so it's, it's it, every time someone brings us another idea, we incorporate it in our, our focus. And keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, we've done uh, uh, many fraud awareness uh, presentations. Uh, we, we do also coordinate with the community center in Dayton. We want to reach out to the entire county and Johnson County. We have functions in Buffalo on a regular basis. Yep. We, uh, talking about Buffalo, we have uh, in March <clears throat> through the senior center, we have uh, uh, veterans breakfast where veterans come in from the uh, Buffalo Soldiers and Sailors Home. Oh, fantastic. And we'll do a little presentation to them. Uh, then the, uh, the Shred Fest. We we're also going to be looking at doing some additional activities out in Buffalo because we do have a, a somewhat of a permanent presence there anyway. So, so we have we just have a lot of activities going on. Every month we have at least one or two different events going on. As Jerry says, the uh, driver safety. Uh, let me just uh, expand on that a little bit. We have one of our cat members that is in the process of getting trained to do the uh, driver safety. Uh, we are in the process of trying to find a, a permanent home for that program specifically. Uh, we lost a number of our uh, instructors because of COVID. Oh. Uh, so we're in the process of trying to rebuild that a little bit. Yeah. And hopefully we'll, we'll, over the next month or so, we'll be able to launch that program once again in Sheridan County. We will also be looking at trying to do the same thing in Johnson County because there's, there's, a, there's a need for driver safety. And then uh, there are some insurance companies that will provide a 10% discount if you do go through the program anyway. So there's some benefit to uh, participants if they do participate in that program. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, uh, we've run out of time, but before I go, I do want to ask one more time if somebody wants to volunteer or contact you, if they're listening out there and they're like, this is the organization I want to give my time to, what do they need to do? Well, uh, like I said earlier, we meet the third Tuesday of every month at the uh, Downtown Sheridan Association, 5 o'clock. Anyone's welcome to come in. Uh, or if they have questions regarding volunteering, we could always use a volunteer. My number is 752-1821. Oh. It's a fantastic organization. You guys are obviously active all the way through the community. I greatly appreciate you coming on the show this morning. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you, Floyd. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. (laughs) All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared.
First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Speedway, Sheridan Motorsports Association is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Have you heard? Sheridan's own VacuTech is growing and now they are hiring part-time weekend workers. Open positions include general labor, machine operators, craters, and more. VacuTech is offering weekend premium pay and a $2,000 sign-on bonus. This is a perfect opportunity to make extra money or even make a great living while working weekends and enjoying the week off. For more information and to apply, visit VacuTech's Open Opportunities page on their website at vacutechllc.com. Once again, the Wild Theater brings Western matinees back to the big screen. 2 p.m., the Wild features a hand-picked classic Western with a celebrity host. This Sunday, we have the final classic Western hosted by Aaron Linden. It's Dodge City, starring Errol Flynn. The Civil War is over. Armies disbanded. The building of the West begins, and in 1872, the city of Dodge City is ruled by violence and shootings, only made worse by the railroad coming to town. The dispute between the future and the past plays out in an epic race between the train and the stagecoach. Dodge City features one of the greatest saloon fights in any Western movie. A new sheriff's in town, and all that wahooing is ordered to halt. Classic Western, sponsored by Jeff Ware and Carmel Timmons, Jim and Angie Navarro, the Neal Ranch, Letterbuck Car Wash, Christine Gemp Love Foundation, True Built Builder, Mickey and Kathy McNichol, Vacutech, Gene and Vicki Sterling, and John and Helen Hisley Family Foundation. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. KROE!